Welcome to this episode of Music Matters with Daryl Craig Harris and Music Tribes Unite News. Talking about all things music with celebrities, artists, music business insiders and more. Matt Simons, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I am good. You are busy. And actually, I found out because I'm based in Las Vegas. And I, I guess I saw your tour schedule. You're actually in Vegas today. <laughs> I'm in Vegas right now with the I Virgin know. Hotel. Yeah, that's uh, funny. Awesome. I, you know, I can yeah, throw you a rock. Are, you want to come to the show? Let me know. We'll get you. Okay. Oh, that, would, that would be fun. Um, I love your music. Um, I know you you have hundreds of millions of downloads on, on Spotify and other outlets. Um, really interesting story. California guy, you, like you mentioned, we were just talking about you kind of lived in New York for 10 years. So tell me, tell me how you got started in music and, and how you got to where you are now, which is sure, a big question, know, I, I realize. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I would say I really got serious about music. Um, my, my early teenage years, actually, I studied a lot of jazz. I played okay. clarinet and then saxophone was what I, what I played for a long time. And I played that all through high school and um, went to college for jazz performance and, you know, it really helped provide a really great musical base for then when I decided to switch to pop music. Awesome. And where do you, uh, where did you what town did you grow up in, uh, LA? Uh, you know, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay area, actually. In, uh, oh, town, okay. Oh, cool. Uh, Palo Alto, California. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That we all know where Palo Alto is. <laughs> yeah. I guess we do know where Palo Alto is now. It was not on the map until when I, when I was growing up there, but then uh, all the, all the tech companies moved in and, and people know about it now. Exactly. Yeah. And actually too, I mean, there's a great music scene up there and I mean, even going up into like Mill Valley and those places, that whole area, San Francisco of course has, has had so many major music people. Um, who were some of the, who were the, some of the big influences for you singer songwriter wise when you were, when you were getting started? Oh, sure. You know, I, the Beatles were like the biggest, you know, I had this Beatles anthology book that I would just, uh, I would just play from front to back. I just played all those songs um, from front to back. So you're right. in the dressing, we're in the dressing room. So if people come in, <laughs> if I can interrupt. Uh, it's, it's all good. Hey, it's, it's real. That's cool. Um, yeah, the yeah, Beatles yeah. were number one. I mean, a lot of, uh, you know, I was up James Taylor, Paul Simon, Stevie Wonder, you know, that, that kind of classic, classic stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's, it's funny because there's a whole lot of folks that draw from that exactly that same background because it's such great music and it's still timeless. It still sounds great. Um, yeah. Timeless. So did you, when you first got really going, was it sort of the Spotify path for you or how, how did that happen for you? You know, it's, it was, it was strange. I was in, I was in college and I, I made us an EP, which I've since removed from the internet. Because it uh it doesn't really hold it does not hold up as a timeless classic like what like the, the old Beatles record. <laughs> well, we, like we all have to, yeah, we all have those. <laughs> we all have those. Um, but I started advertising it on Facebook. Um, this was right in the early days of Facebook ads. You know, I would put up an ad that says, "Oh, you like uh, Jason Mraz?" and like check out this asshole. That's not Jason Mraz. <laughs> uh, like John Mayer, check out this guy. It's not John Mayer. Um, yeah. And ended up because there were not a lot of people doing that at the time it ended up being a really cheap way to make internet fans. So I probably had amassed about 10,000 Facebook fans from that. And I've spent about a dollar a day doing it when I was in college. So, and one of the people who clicked on that ad, um, 
lived in the Netherlands and she was a writer on a TV show. And then my first full length record, when it came out, she placed one of my songs on that TV show and it just became an overnight viral thing in the Netherlands in like yeah. 2013. And that's the interesting part about your story because you actually became really huge in Europe and then came back to the States. And that, which is a story that's happened a few times. I, I always think of the, um, the Stray Cats kind of did the same thing. They went to England hoping that right, somebody right, would discover right. them and it actually worked out. And it worked. <laughs> so, that's so funny. Yeah. You know, it, it's an, it, it's, it wasn't a planned thing. I was, it was never like, oh, go make it big overseas. It was just trying to. I didn't know how to reach an audience, you know, and I didn't really have the money to just go tour around and play. Um, and this was a really, it was a really great way to, to do it. And then I had a few years of just exclusively playing in the Netherlands. Like I didn't go to really, I didn't really play anything in other countries. I would sell out all my shows in the Netherlands and I'd travel even across the border to Germany and maybe 50 people would show up. Yeah. It's fun. You know what? That, that's a cool way to, um, you kind of, you kind of get to learn your craft. And not only, not only singing songwriting, but also performing, right? Totally, totally. Be able to really play. I, had, I didn't have a lot of experience playing for big audiences. So to do it in just this one little, you know, place about the population size of Connecticut. <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. you know, that's like the, it's fun. How many, uh, how many actually Spotify downloads do you have? It's got to be over 500 million. Or it's, it's just, hit a, just hit a, a, a billion the other day. So, wow, that's crazy! He's got a billion streams since just since 2015. Yeah, yeah. Is that kind of blow your mind, or is, is it yeah, just... that's a that's a big number. I mean, I remember when a million felt like a lot. Also, like I didn't. There's a time where I never thought I'd hit a million streams. I was getting so few every day, and then yeah, it's you know I've been getting like I guess 150 to 200 million every year for the last however many years, and it just it adds up yeah. after a while. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, it's awesome because that, that is like real. That's not like record, record label numbers. That's like people, real fans clicking the button and listening. Right. Yeah. I feel, I feel really, really fortunate to have the audience that, and have having a few songs that just keep, just keep getting streamed, you know, even though they've been out for years, the streaming kind of just stays consistent, which is what you really want. You want, yeah, catch and release is definitely one of those songs. Right. Yeah. And there's also a really great remix of that tune that that's on your Spotify. Yeah, that's my that's my number one song, the the, yeah. the deep end remix. It's awesome. Yeah, you know what? It's it's cool. I mean, I was checking out the live videos. Not only are you great, but man, you got a killer band. I love your guitar oh, thank player. Thank you. Yeah, the I've been really lucky to work with just awesome musicians over the years. Yeah, that that's and it's also like it, they they become your family on the road, right? Totally. You just like yeah, it's it's funny. You know, I, I used to tour with a band that was all was all Dutch guys like really, really talented Dutch jazz musicians. And in the last, last couple of tours, I've actually started bringing a few, a few friends from, from America. And it's, it's, it's funny. It's different, you know, because when you got all the Dutch people together, they, they kind of hang out and they talk Dutch to each other. And then I kind of right, just get yeah. to be like the boss. And I just sort of, I'm off to my, uh, you know, on my own, but then getting, you know, getting, you know, bring some like close friends, like my buddy, Chris Ayer, who's I've been touring with for almost over a decade now having him come and play this U S tour and then over in Europe, it's, it's, it's pretty fun, especially because of the days of driving around in his Nissan Altima, just all over the country and playing to a dozen <laughs> yeah. people here and there. Yeah. It's a little payback for him, right? <laughs> it's a little, it feels good to get on that tour bus and be like, yeah, all right, this is a little, yeah. let's do this. Yeah. And it's nice. And it's nice to have your buddies and kind of share that experience. Cause it's hard totally. to, it's hard to really explain what that is unless you're actually there doing it. Right. 
totally. It, it is a job, but it doesn't, it's, it's surprising that it gets to be our job. Yeah. So your tour that you're on currently is pretty extensive, major venues. Um, you're with the two cellos, yeah. um, which is also another viral group, mega viral group. Um, what's tour life for you? Like, I know you have a young, young baby and that, and I, I saw the videos. I'm not sure how, how old they are now, but um, what's that like for you? He's eight months old now and it's tough to be away. Luckily it's, it's two installments of like three weeks at a time anymore. And I feel like any more of that's really going to start to feel like I get to see him tomorrow. And I've been only, I've only been gone about three weeks when I get to see my wife and, and, and baby tomorrow. So that it's, it is a long time, but it's manageable. And then we'll have three weeks off and then three weeks in Europe and then kind of take a, take a break for a while. Um, but it's been, it's been really great. The uh, two cellos taking really good care of us. You know, we feel like when we need something, we can, we can get it. You know, and you never know as the opener, how, how like receptive everyone's going to be, but they've been really cool help helping us out. And we just sort of follow them around the country. Yeah. The opening thing is, is, is tricky, right? Because like, I remember the, the story about Hendrix opening for the, for the monkeys and him getting booed off stage. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> if it's, yeah, if it's the wrong, that's just the wrong, yeah. Booing Hendrix off stage. I, unbelievable. <laughs> it, it, you know, you never know. Like going into this, I was a little nervous. It's like, what if this isn't the right audience? What if, you know, if it was, if it was all classical music fans, then that would be like, might not be the right fit. But because they do something that's they they their technique, they have this incredibly high level of technique on the cello, but they use it to play ACDC and you know, Living on a Prayer and you know, Hallelujah, all these like very accessible songs. Um it feels like us starting out, we do like seven songs, a hard 30 minutes, and everyone's really quiet and they listen and they're really engaged. And I got a lot of you know, nice internet messages after every show so it really it's kind of the ideal situation as an opener yeah and i mean you guys get to kind of you know pull from each other's audience which is great helps expand your fan base people that maybe haven't heard you um i mean your music is great i i I, what would your what would you say your style is it's not really singer songwriter it's it's more rocking that i guess but uh what, what would you say well if i if i would describe it in three words i would call it an identity crisis (laughs) That's, that's okay. The, <laughs> that's the answer. Like, right. Who, 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 what, what do I, yeah, I, you know, I do draw from so many different influences. That feels like it's not, it's, it is pop, but it's got some, I love folk music. I love jazz. I love, you know, soul music, singer, artist, kind of the whole thing. I just want to draw from it all. Yeah. I mean, the, the influences that you mentioned, you hear that in your music, but also too, for the listener, for a live show, it makes it awesome, right? Because you're kind of switching it up. And you don't get handcuffed by like, I can only play slow ballads or I can only, you know. That would be hard. If we had to do only, I feel like you play in big arenas. You got to, luckily we have a drummer who can give a nice four on the floor, you know, give it a, get the people, get the people into it, get that energy up. Yeah, that's awesome. So you're in Vegas tonight at the Virgin, which is, that's a great room. Yeah. Um, That's the former Hard Rock Cafe or Hard Rock. That's right. That's right. It used to be Hard Rock. Yeah, and then tomorrow you're actually at the Hollywood Bowl. Like, what, what's that gonna? Have you played there before? Or what's that gonna? I've be never like? played the Hollywood Bowl. With my my grandparents who are, are singers, they used to sing at the Hollywood Bowl back in the day. Oh, wow! So it's pretty wow. fun to now get to to go and play there. Um, you know, it's what seventeen thousand person venue. It's huge. I've been there a couple yeah. times to see music, but I've never played there. And coming back home, you know, now I live in LA. 
So, and be able to be like, roll into town and be like, oh, I got a gig. I'm playing at the Hollywood Bowl. It feels, it feels exactly. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. The whiskey or the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> choices, choices. choices, um, choices. That's, and that's, that's kind of a full circle, cool moment too. Like you said, with your grandparents. And I mean, that's such an iconic venue, right? Yeah. They used to do a lot of like choral stuff there you know they would have like you know they're members of like pretty prestigious choirs that would that would perform there so it's, it's fun it's cool yeah and then some famous other bands that you've been <laughs> influenced by so that's awesome then they also played there too exactly exactly right um so what what are you doing uh, recording wise right now i know you have singles that have just recently come out you have a new record coming out soon tell us about the new record so the new record comes out in May and yeah, I've been making it over the course. I feel like the first song I wrote for this album, I wrote in 2018, I'm going to say in the summer. No, maybe it was 20, it might've even been 2019 that I wrote the first song for this one. Um, and I've just, yeah, kind of been, I did, did a lot of writing sessions and that's the, the way that I make albums is I just kind of write, see what comes in and then, after 10 to 12 songs like okay we got a record you know that's why that's one of the reasons i call it identity crisis because it's like I, there's not a lot of cohesion between the songs necessarily yeah it's the funny thing too like where they have in nashville they have like the songwriting appointments like is that, would that oh, yeah. be like a really weird thing for you <laughs> like nine to noon you got exactly. your one you got your two to five yeah no i mean i like i like casually getting you know doing working with different producers and a lot of different writers i you know this this record is and an, like i've i've kind of always done that with my albums and maybe this is the last one that i do like this where i just sort of collect song like almost like it's not an album it's a it's a playlist and the one thing that is you know similar throughout is, is my vocal because the productions are all different and i like it that way I think it, you know i don't necessarily love a record where it all sounds the same yeah, I mean that's the thing because it can it can be too sanitary, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, but there's also something really beautiful about that where you can just kind of turn it on and it just plays, and which is maybe something for the next album. And I'm, I, it's time for me to take a look at it. Yeah, awesome. Um, and what's your advice for young artists, young singer songwriters? It's it's a challenging world as you as you know, I'm sure. But um, what's what's some of the really important lessons that you've learned? I mean, I think there's no there's no skipping steps. You know, I feel like a lot of times young artists are looking for shortcuts for how to how to get to the the part where they have a large audience and they play big shows. But it's happened a lot of times before. Where you, even if you get the nice viral song, you have a hit and you're not really ready for it, then you're going to drop right off. It's going to be really hard to come back. So there's no there's no substitution for thousands of hours of practicing, thousands of hours of playing shows. I don't necessarily think you have to get into a car and drive all around the country and play a bunch of small venues. Like that used to be the advice. I think you play your, you know, play your local coffee shop and just, you know, see if they can set up a gig for, for three hours twice a week, you know, and after a year you've played how many hundreds of hours doing that. You start to get better. And these days too, like live stream, all the, all the social media stuff has sort of democratized that whole world where record labels used to have, the stranglehold on all that but now it's it's changed yeah. right yeah and you can building the, all that up is really important but you're also going to have a lot more luck if you're good first right. if you kind of if you took the time to get you got to take the time to get good yeah. so and and writing's yeah and writing's the same way it's like write a write a write a hundred songs 
you know, before, and then hopefully you get to one that that's kind of how I did. I wrote about a hundred songs before I got to the place that I was proud of the song that I wrote. I was like, okay, this I would record and release. Yeah. Yeah. It's a process. I mean, it's kind of fun to look back and see the growth, even though maybe you don't want people to see the first album. Like you said. Oh, man, that first album, I, it's not, not easy to find on the internet. It is out there somewhere, but it's not easy to find. Well, we'll dig one up <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> right, yeah. Thanks, buddy. Um, awesome. How can people find you online? You know, my, my favorite social network is Instagram. That's like the easiest one to connect. But of course, I'm on, I got Facebook and, and TikTok and I got my website has all the tour dates. You know, I'm doing some more some more tour dates over in Europe uh, in September. I've probably got like three weeks of, of shows over there. So yeah, just come, yeah, Instagram, come follow along. All right, awesome, man. Hey, thanks for joining us. I know you got a very busy day and I appreciate yeah, a you. Little bit. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for, got to make time for you, man. This is great. Well, I appreciate it very much and uh, have a great gig in Vegas. I'm, I'm actually playing across the street tonight. No, so no way. Amazing. Yeah. Where are you playing? <laughs> Yeah, or playing at the Alexis Park, what, doing a doing a little show. Awesome. What time? Uh, that's at eight o'clock. Actually, it's a, it's actually an Elvis show. Same, <laughs> same, same start time. All right. Well, if we we know we're done here at eight thirty, so if we can walk across the street, maybe we'll come check you out. Okay. Well, and either way, I'll wave it to you and say hi. Hey, man. Have an awesome day. Um, have a great tour, and uh, I'm excited. I love your music. I encourage everybody to check you out. It's it's really great stuff. Also, the live videos are, are terrific. Oh, so. thank you so much. You're very welcome. Have an awesome day, man. Thanks you too. Talk to you soon. All right. Cool. Peace. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on our social media channels for upcoming guest announcements. And keep up with the latest at musictribesunite.news.